there are women that feel so excited to go back to work and that says nothing about the type of mother she is. There are some women that this is one of the hardest things that they will ever do and that's okay too. That doesn't mean that she shouldn't be a working mom. That just means that this transition is really hard. This is not your average business podcast because here we are going to discuss how you hit your goals without losing yourself, your values, or your relationships along the way. We believe in the whole person versus the long-term hustle approach and demonstrating to our children what living a life full of purpose is truly about. We're here for the woman who is an aspiring entrepreneur, developing her personal brand, and staying open to the opportunities that come before her. We're here for the woman yearning to find businesses that align with her, her core being, so she can feel in alignment with her life. Come on this journey with us as we navigate this very full season and pursue a life we love. Are you feeling stuck? Are you searching for a greater purpose? Are you craving connection? Perfect. You are in the right place and we're excited to get you one step further than you are today. Today, we are going to talk about a topic that each of us has had experience firsthand multiple times with, and that's how to transition back into the working world after maternity leave. This transition comes with so many emotions. For some women, it's dread. For others, it's excitement. And for many, including myself, it's a combination of both, or it could alternate depending on the day. We really wanted to share our unique experiences of how we were able to step back into the role of being a working parent after having a baby and also acknowledge you if you are navigating this season. As three moms who have full careers, this episode is dedicated to all the new mamas who wear multiple titles and need a little extra love and support with this big transition. We're going to be covering tips and tricks for navigating inside the office and also how to hold space for all the emotions that you're feeling and just truly validate you for playing such important roles in your life and family. So Amy, let's dive into some tactical tips first. What were some strategies that you implemented to make this transition a little bit easier for you? Yeah, I'm really excited for this episode and to help other moms. It's like such a big part of our heart to pass anything we've learned on to you guys. So as a lot of you know, I have three little boys. So I have done this maternity leave transition three times. And each time I learned a little bit more about how to best navigate it. When I had my boys, I was still working in healthcare as a registered nurse. So that's different from the environment of my current work situation. One of the tips that came to mind when we were preparing this episode was to practice pumping ahead of time if you are breastfeeding. I know that can sound silly, but for a lot of nursing moms, we've had our baby to breast for 12 weeks and we haven't practiced pumping. If you're exclusively nursing, it's like you have to get that pump out ahead of time so that you can learn the different settings. I'll never forget one time. I was trying a new pump. I had a Medela pump and then I had a Spectra pump and I brought the Spectra to work without even ever practicing it. I didn't even realize I was missing a part. I didn't have the little white duck bill that you need for that pump because that wasn't a part of my other pump. So here I am with full boobs in tears because I don't have what I need to pump. So making sure that you understand your pump, you understand every single thing you need and you know how to work it. The time where you go back and you're going to pump, a lot of times you do feel in a rush. If we're all just being honest as a nurse, especially I felt in a rush, but I know 
in the business day, you also have meetings and things that you need to attend to. So practicing ahead of time can really get you familiar so that if something goes wrong with your pump, you know how to navigate that. There's lactation consultants that are on site at a lot of hospitals, or you could even do a virtual visit with them if you're confused and you need someone to walk you through the different pump settings and things like that. There's also really great Instagram accounts nowadays. My friend Carrie Locker has an account, and they'll literally show you how exactly to set up your pump settings if it's not as intuitive. I think they could all be a little bit easier to use if I'm being really honest, but there's great resources that you can use to get really familiar. By the time I had my third son, I really knew what worked for me and what didn't work. And so I am not the most organized of this group, but one thing, and I can share a picture that was so organized, was my pumping cabinet. I had a specific cabinet in my kitchen dedicated to pumping parts the third time around because I remember how agitated I was when I couldn't find the membrane or the bottle or the cap or whatever I needed. And there's a lot of parts that come with pumping, as Abby can tell you, because she was exclusively pumping. It's like, if you have that part of your life organized, especially if you are a working mom, it can really help you start the day better because you know exactly where everything is. I also know that it's my tendency to forget things, but I think even if you are someone that's really good at remembering everything, have a complete set of spare parts just at work. I had them in a big gallon Ziploc bag. It was everything I needed. I'd always be able to pump because I had that extra spare part. And then if I did have to use something in there, I always replaced it to make sure that I just had my safety net. I think a lot of times as working moms, there's so much on our plates And I have been the woman that burst into tears in the middle of a chemotherapy clinic because I forgot my flanges. It can sound silly, but there's so much on your plate that that's the thing that can really sometimes push you over the edge, especially in the beginning. So setting yourself up for success as much as you can. I hope that you use some of those tips to do so. The other thing that really came up for me when we were talking through what we could present in this episode was wardrobe. So I was a nurse, we're in scrubs, but I wanted to make sure that my scrubs fit me. Try them on ahead of time. Don't give yourself any pressure. You don't have to fit back into the clothes that you had before you were a mom. You can simply buy bigger clothes. It is not a waste of money to feel comfortable as your body transitions back into whatever form it's going to take after you become a mom. So I'd rather women get clothes that they feel comfortable in and that are usable. So if you're going to be a nursing mom, making sure that they're clothes that you can easily take off, or I honestly would just always pull my scrubs up and pump like that because I just found that to be the easiest. So just a plug to get things that you feel good in and that fit you. It is not a waste of money. It is making sure that you feel comfortable and confident as you head back to work. And the last thing that came up for me is to remember that this is a shared experience. You are not alone. Like you and your partner made this baby and he or she can show up for you in this really hard season. So Drew and I have a system now that really works for us. In the beginning, this was our system too, but Drew dropped off at daycare. In the beginning, it was because I just felt so emotional. It was so, so hard for me to drop Max off. I would often be in tears. So that was one thing that Drew 
could handle better. He was also, he's our morning person. So if you have a morning person between the two of you, leverage them when it makes sense. So Drew does drop off and I always do pick up. And that's just a system that we came up with to play to our strengths. He does not like to end his workday in chaos. And as those of us that have kids know, daycare pickup can be really chaotic. He'd rather start his day like that and finish in a more calm way. So figure out what works for you as far as systems. But this is just a plug that you are not doing this alone. You don't have to do this alone. Figure out what your partner can do to help you. So Abby, I'm excited to hear from you. You've also gone through this three times. So I know that you have probably learned a lot too. And Amy, even that last point with having Drew help with dropping off, I didn't figure that out the first time. I didn't figure out the second time. And the third time, I was like, okay, I should really have Colin do this because I'm a mess on that first day. And still, even then, I didn't do it. So (laughs) if you are a person who you know you're going to get very emotional, that can be just one less thing to worry about on an already chaotic day. I know for some moms, they for sure want to be there. And if that's easier for you, definitely do that. But for me, I know it would have been easier to meet the caretaker beforehand, establish that trust, and then leave the first drop-offs for my partner on those first few days. And I really liked a lot of your tips. I utilized a lot of them, what you shared too there, Amy. For listeners, what you may have learned about me is that I definitely do my best when I'm feeling in control. So this looks like doing tiny things to really set me up for success. So some things might be packing my lunch the night before, having that outfit picked out that I knew that I felt good in. And in addition, what can I do with my family so that we can set our mornings up for success? When I think about this, I think about the kids' clothes, having those picked out, having the backpack ready, having the diaper bag set up, maybe even an easy breakfast in mind, especially in those first few days back from the transition Colin and I do wake up a touch earlier. I'm not an advocate for waking up super, super earlier, especially if you aren't getting a bunch of sleep anyway, but just a few extra minutes, even 20 minutes in the morning, that can really help you to just ensure that you're getting yourselves ready without being too frazzled. Those mornings, they can feel so frazzled and just being able to get ready by yourself without having to worry about too many things, it just starts the day off so much better. I also made sure to touch base with my manager so that they knew what my pumping schedule was like and didn't book meetings over that. I also made sure to know where the designated pumping room was. It did change between babies, so it might have been the same room for you, but just knowing where it is in the office is helpful just to get an idea of what that part looks like. So for clothes, I was not in scrubs like how Amy was. (laughs) I definitely agree. Keeping it simple, creating that signature wardrobe that you feel comfortable in that can look like rocking your pregnancy pants. I know for me personally, I wore the low-rise pregnancy pants for months because I knew they'd be a little bit more giving and I knew that they, they looked great on me. I would also buy my favorite staples in a few colors just to keep it simple again. So when I had Lucy and Micah, I was definitely still in the throes of being in corporate sales. So I made sure to always have an extra sweater in the office. And I also would bring a scarf just in case I had some milk leaks or any type of spill. There is a big tip here, and that's to be mindful of any dresses that you wear. I can still remember the cold feel of my bum against the metal folding chair when I was in the pump room because I made the mistake of wearing a dress without a zipper or buttons and had to get almost completely naked in order to pump. I know Amy mentioned just pulling up her shirt in order to pump. Well, I could not do that in a dress. So I learned from that mistake in the first week of coming back from work, but that is definitely something to be mindful of. So some things that did make it easier as well were starting midweek 
so that there were only a few days before the weekend. It made it less daunting, for instance, than starting on a Monday. And in addition, I had owned in the pandemic. So we were working from home, and I honestly wish that I had that work-from-home transition with all three. So if your work has that flexible location policy— it would be worth asking if you're worried about pumping or what to wear or how you'll feel emotionally at work, just to have that smooth transition back in with working a few days at home, maybe to get started. So Kat, what about you? Because I know that you just went through this just a few months ago. So I'm sure that's probably still pretty fresh in your mind. Yeah, I love that last tip that you just gave about you know having the conversation about phasing back into work or having a work from home policy for a little bit. I feel like with the pandemic, that's kind of been a blessing in this sense and the fact that a lot of workplaces are set up for this. And so supervisors might be more open to this concept in general. I know I have a friend who's just going back in a few weeks and she was actually able to negotiate four extra weeks of working from home, which I think will be so helpful for her in this transition. But I loved all of those tips. And as Amy mentioned, the moms who exclusively breastfeed, this was me the last time. So I pumped a ton on maternity leave with my first. I had some supply issues. So I was pumping basically from day one. But with my second baby, everything went really well with breastfeeding. And so I didn't have to pump. And so I didn't. And then all of a sudden, I realized a few weeks before she was going to daycare that she had no idea how to drink out of a bottle. And this was so stressful because the only person that she wanted to ever drink from was me. And so we did lots of practicing at that point to have basically anyone try and feed her. I would actually leave the room so that she couldn't even smell me or see me. You know how babies just have that sense that their mom is close? (laughs) And so I would just evacuate, get out of the the building, and so someone else could feed her. And I will say, when we dropped her off, it was still really stressful because she had not mastered the bottle yet. So if this is your baby, it's okay. The daycare providers were so amazing. This was not the first baby that they had met who had a little trouble with the bottle, and they helped her so much. And honestly, by week two, she was doing great. So if this is you, don't stress out too much. I would practice in advance if you can. But if you you haven't mastered it on day one, that's okay. And then my next piece of advice is to visit the daycare ahead of time. So you just know the teachers, you know what drop-off feels like, you know where you're parking your car, you know what items to bring in for your baby. All daycares are kind of different. So we had to bring in things like extra clothes, bottles, milk, formula once our baby was on formula, diapers, immunization records. For example, our daycare, we don't have to supply wipes, but for some you might want to so or have to. So those are things that you'll want to like check out ahead of time. And if you've listened to the podcast, you know that I used to go in every day at lunch to nurse my daughter just to break up pumping and to have that connection point with her during the day. And now I just go in a few times a week just because work has picked up and she's a little bit older now. So I feel more comfortable doing that. But that really helped me with the transition. So if you work close to your daycare, live close to your daycare, you could ask and see if that's an option. We have a designated nursing room at my daycare. It's a new facility, so they had those thoughts in mind. But I have lots of friends who have gone in and just nursed in the room, and they just get to see their baby during the day. So if that's something that works for you, try it on. See how it goes. And my next tip is when you are pumping, something for me was I realized that I needed to 
step away from work and kind of calm down and pump. Otherwise, my milk wouldn't flow. So I would pull up my phone. I would look at pictures of my baby. I would be relaxed. When I tried to pump at my desk while I was typing emails, which is what society tells us we should be doing, my milk literally just wouldn't let down. It would not get my supply up. And so when I actually took a little break and just had a minute of calm and especially had that connection point where I would look at pictures, that just really helped me with pumping to have success there. And I even remember when we were on our trip to Dubuque, I remember you in the corner at our coffee shop looking at pictures of your baby because it was helping you pump. You were doing a lot of pumping during that time. We both were. But it's just that little piece that can help you with making sure that making more ounces while you're away from your baby isn't an additional stressor. So I love that you brought up that tip right there. Totally. And honestly, it really helped me just relieve stress. I think when I was trying to like stay in work mode and pump, it was just stressful. And so it's nice to have this minute of calm and mindfulness during the day of I am stepping away to do a very important job that is equally as important as this job. And that is to make food for my baby. And just phrasing it that way, just released any guilt I had for really just taking 15 minutes for myself and not even for myself, for my baby. So that really, really helped me. And beyond just all these tips and tricks of how to physically prepare for this transition, you know, getting your lunch ready, all the things, equally as important is how we can emotionally prepare for this. And Amy, you have done such a beautiful job writing about this on your Instagram page, and you've had so many supportive pieces of advice. What would you tell a new mom who's just about to reenter the workforce after this period? Yeah, this is a big transition. So I like to tell people, have all the grace that you can with not only yourself, but also your baby. It is going to take a while for your baby to get used to daycare, to feel comfortable drinking from that bottle. Like Kat was talking about, it is a big transition for both of you. So just going in it with the idea of it's okay if it takes both of us some time to get used to this. This is a big deal for us. I know when I had my first Max, the daycare transition was so hard for me. I think I cried for about a week before he went back. I just couldn't imagine our life apart. And a lot of big fears came up for me. I had never done it before. So the fear of how it would impact our bond was something that really made me nervous. As I transitioned from having Trey and from having Cole, I had the evidence right in front of my face that moms that work can have really incredible bonds with their babies. So I knew that. So I felt better about the transitions that followed the first one. But one thing that I always recommend that people do is figure out their why. And that's something that's going to look different for all of us. So when I was a first-time mom, I had three go-to mantras that I would tell myself as I was walking in the door of the hospital. This is when we're able to coach ourselves to have a good day at work. So one thing I remember at the time, something that was really important to me was I knew that my income and our benefits were really important to the family. So I would say something like, Amy, you are helping your family. Our family needs this income. We need these benefits. Another thing that really resonated with me at the time, it still does, is that I felt like I was setting a really good example for my children. So I would say, Amy, you're setting such a great example for these children. Another thing for me was that I really 
I struggled to feel like a good mom when I was a working mom. That was just a first time mom thing that I had. So I really had to remind myself, Amy, you are a good mom and you working doesn't mean that you love your child any less. So maybe those resonate with you or maybe yours will be completely different, but coming up with something that you can say to yourself for those tough moments is really important. The next thing to know is that we are all human and that means that we're going to have challenging days. Something that I would tell myself is it's okay that this day is hard and just let that sit. It doesn't mean that tomorrow is necessarily going to be hard, but today is hard and that's okay. We all have hard days. You know, even the moms that stay at home, obviously they have really hard days too. So I think that we can get really comparative when we're going to be a working mom. But something is know that no matter what you would do, all moms have really tough days. I also would love if this community didn't put pressure on themselves to feel like other people. So when I'm running Expecting and Empowered and Herself, a lot of women write in about returning from maternity leave. And one thing that I've noticed is a theme is they really compare themselves to other moms. So what that would sound like is, I'm excited to go back to work and it makes me feel like an awful mom or something of the sort. And we just want to normalize that you could feel so many different ways. There are women that feel so excited to go back to work and that says nothing about the type of mother she is. There are some women that this is one of the hardest things that they will ever do and that's okay too. That doesn't mean that she shouldn't be a working mom. That just means that this transition is really hard. So as best you can, just know that your feelings are valid no matter what you're feeling. Some of us feel... 12 different feelings about going back from maternity leave, that is all really normal. So those are my best pieces of advice. I think that the mindset is something that we can certainly work on. So doing that work is really important. And so I'm wondering, Abby, what are the things that really resonated with you when you were returning from your maternity leave when it comes to mindset? Yeah, and what I love here is that each of us have had such different experiences with this transition. And it just goes to show you, Amy, just like you said, let's normalize that we all have different feelings about this and that all these feelings are definitely valid. And for me, it didn't get easier with each time. In fact, it actually got harder. And it got especially hard when we dropped Owen off for the first time into someone else's care, even though she had been our daycare provider for five years at that point. And it's interesting because after my first Lucy was born, I actually asked to go back to work sooner. So I wanted to feel like myself again, and work was one of the ways that I knew I could feel like me. And I realized that work was such a huge part of me. And I love the title of being a working mom. And for me, embracing the wholeness of who I was and who I am, it really helped with this transition. But with Micah, it got a little bit more difficult because I realized that that time was so short like the maternity leave just felt so short and I'd remembered how short it was from Lucy. So when we brought Micah back, I just knew how much harder it was going to be that we weren't going to be together at all, um, at least not until the weekends. But then with Owen, I mean, I bawled ugly tears, you guys. And I, I bawled for weeks and weeks and weeks. It was so, so hard. We had been through a lot together and having a newborn in a pandemic. So for anybody who had a baby during the pandemic, you know how close you get. You get so close because you don't have 
a whole lot of outside support or outside activities to be part of. And just know that if it feels hard for a while, there's no time limit that you're up against. And Dr. Angel Montfort, she says it so well that sometimes it's hard because it's hard and we don't need to rush past those feelings. And I think one of the reasons that I kept on going back and forth in my mind was this wasn't this hard with Lucy. It wasn't even this hard with Micah. Like, why am I going through such a hard time right now? But it was hard because it was hard. And just thinking into that part of it, I'm like, you know what, Abby? It's okay. It's a different experience. It's a different baby. It's a different world right now. And these feelings right now, they're totally valid. So sinking into each of those, not comparing yourself to other people, and then also not comparing yourself to the other experiences that you had, that'd be one thing that I want to leave our listeners with today. So Kat, what about you? Yeah, it's interesting that you said that because I had the same experience. It got harder for me actually with my second baby, and maybe it was because she was a pandemic baby too. So we really did get very close, and I also went through infertility with my journey with her. So you know, we had this different connection, I guess. And so it's interesting because I definitely had thoughts of guilt at the time. Like, why do I feel differently this time around? And it's because I was a different person going through that experience. It was a different time. Like you said, especially being in the pandemic, it can lead towards just a different view on that. And that brings me to thinking about just the power of your thoughts. And really, we have the power to make our thoughts mean whatever they're going to mean. So you could say, I'm excited to go back to work. So that means I'm a bad mom. So you're placing a meaning on what that thought is. Or you could try on an empowering mantra. Like Amy said, I am setting a great example for my children today. And this is really the power of our own thoughts. So you could really ask yourself when these come in, what is really going to serve me? What type of thought is going to serve me? And what meaning can I place on that thought to really carry me for what I need today? And so you both covered so much about what I even needed to hear during this transition. I just started this transition in August, actually, of 2021. So it's still quite fresh for me. And so I thought I would leave our listeners with a little letter that I wrote my second daughter, Eleanor, on her first day at daycare, my first day back to work. And it's kind of fun. I actually get my daughter's domains at Gmail and I write them little letters just over the time. And someday when they're older, I'm going to give them the password so they'll log in and she'll see this letter that I wrote to her on her first day of daycare or I'll drop in little pictures or share something funny. And so this was something that I pulled from that email that I sent her. So dear Eleanor, today is the first day that you really have to share me and that I have to share you. I know this might be tough for both of us, and I wanted to thank you for creating that space for me to play another role, which is very near and dear to my heart. You're going to see how incredible it is to see mommy problem solving, being a leader, and supporting other mommies to live their purpose. One of my mentors once told me that motherhood is a process of slowly letting go. And at first, when I heard this, I thought it was a really sad sentiment, but now I realize how incredibly beautiful it really is. I love you so much, and part of my role as your mom is to help you become whoever you're going to be, and that means allowing other people into your life to love and to cherish you and to help broaden your worldview beyond the walls of our home. And I know tomorrow we're going to have to both put on a brave face, and I also know that in time this is going to become our new normal. So thank you for the last few months of my life. I cherish them so much. I love you beyond what words can even express, and I'm excited to show you this piece of who I am love mom. So if you know someone who is transitioning back to work, 
It would mean so much to us if you shared this episode with them and really just let them know how amazing they are. 